What's up, everyone from all around the world, including Canada, USA, Long Island, plus the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. I'm here to guide and help you about Anchor. Anchor is a free hosting site and phone app, which is owned by Spotify. It's the easiest, awesome way to make a podcast. Why are you wasting your money paying for a hosting site to promote your podcast with limited storages? Forget about it. Let me break it down to you. There's creation tools that allow you to record, edit, monetize, add music, intros, music outros, especially distribute your podcast to streaming platforms, uploading episodes with limited storages of your podcast right from your phones, computers, laptops, and tablets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Plus, you get paid some money in your pocket from sponsorships. Excellent. These are the keys you need to make a podcast, including the listeners supporting your show. That way, you can listen to the episodes of my show, Off the Meat Rack Chain's New York podcast, the unfiltered comedy entertainment show about the stories mixed with entertainment news, music, real life segments, and much more. Now. Where can you find, follow, and listen to the show, you ask? You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, all in one word, off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast. Alongside with my other show, Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast, and my primary handle, G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Now, the streaming platforms goes like this We are on Anchor. Audio Burst, Breaker, Podorama, Listen Notes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, TuneIn, Reason FM. We are on Podfriend, Podorama, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. If you have a dream of creating and becoming a podcaster like myself and individual friends that is co-hosting with me, go download the free Anchor app or you can check out anchor.fm to get started. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. If I could do it and reach success, so can you. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you for listening. Let's go.
Hey, good evening, good evening, good evening, USA, International, Canada, Long Island, aka Strong Island, plus the five spots of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens. This is your man, G Money Stacks, aka the Gregonator, YouTuber, creator, host with the most, missing the still lonely nomad, unstoppable independent podcaster, and rookie podcaster of Laurelton, Queens, New York. And you're rocking it. Hang with me on the 203rd episode of Off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast. The show based on various topics in, in entertainment news, music news, real life stuff, including mass transit and a, and a little mental health and a little bit of everything except except politics. Um, we're live and direct from StreamYard alongside with um, YouTube and alongside with myself is the Instagram live feed. So make sure you go on the gram for me so you can actually turn on your notifications on the podcast show page. Um, so you don't miss any updates on when each episode is going to be dropping. Now the schedule goes Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. All right. And um, if you are a new listener and a new YouTube watcher from the YouTube universe. Welcome to the show. And if you miss any previous new and previous episodes, please feel free to do some catching up on the YouTube channel page of G Money Stacks 555, where you see all the New York episodes all there. So grab that subscribe button for me and tap that noni noni bell so you can be reminded when the show goes in the air via live stream. And be sure to um, be sure to leave a like and a comment along with the episodes, more of your content, upcoming episodes, previous episodes, and don't forget to share the episodes, share the videos, download these episodes, and of course listen, stream, and watch the episodes so you can catch up. And of course, um, tell a friend to another friend, and I will actually go over where you can listen to the episodes on every streaming platform at the end of the show episode. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, let me see. All right. We're going to get into, um, we're going to get into, um, hold on a second. Yes, we're going to get into some transient news right about now. So, so let's get let's get into a little thing that I like to call um, New York Mass Transit Files right here. All right, um, let's cut to the chase. All right, um, yeah, let's cut to the chase. So, we have an issue in Queens, actually. So, here's what's happening here. A 48-year-old man was shoved in front of an oncoming Queens subway train and killed during Monday night's rush hour after he accidentally bumped into another rider, police and cop, cops and police sources said. Um, so this is, hold on, the senseless, 
crime occurred after the pusher's cell phone dropped onto the tracks when he was bumped into the into at the Jackson Heights Roosevelt Avenue 74th Street station just before 4:45 p.m. according to, to cops and the sources. The 50-year-old man who was bumped yelled at the other man to retrieve his phone from the track sources said. The writer refused and the pair got into a scuffle. The man who lost his phone then pushed the victim identified as um, um, Haribertso Quintana down to the tracks in front of an oncoming Jamaica-bound F-train, according to sources and police. Oh, boy. End quote. I heard a loud argument and altercation. It was two Spanish guys, older, like in their 50s, an MCA station cleaner at the Jackson Heights station said. You could hear them yelling on the mezzanine, mezzanine level. Um, then I heard screams and ran down to the platform. He said the man was shouting and cursing in Spanish. <laughs> yeah. The MTA worker who asked not to be identified said the victim was alive in the immediate, immediate aftermath. He was alive when I saw him breathing and everything. Quintana was rushed to Elmhurst Hospital where he was pronounced dead. Fellow subway rider who witnessed the horrific incident tried to hold down the suspect, but he escaped and fled on another train, according to the NTA worker. Police were able to apprehend the suspect and take him into custody. He had not been charged with any crimes as a Monday night. The fatal shove would be the ninth homicide in the, in the city's subway system this year, breaking 2021's 25-year high of eight murders within the system. It's sad this is the new normal, said the station cleaner, who has worked for the MCA for 15 years. I've worked down here half my life. If it's not a subway surfer, it's a fight. If it's not a fight, it's a stabbing or a shooting. He said he worries about work, working within the transit system given the increase of, in violence. I wouldn't say I'm scared, but I'm concerned, the station cleaner said. I'm concerned about my own safety as an MTA employee. Writers said they are fearful, um, scared to ride the subway right now, said Carlton D'Souza, Queens Village resident and president of the transit advocacy group Passengers United. D'Souza, age 45, said he has personally been assaulted on the subway three separate times. No one should be dying on the subway, period, he said. This could have been anyone. <sighs> yeah, that... <laughs> That right there is is just too crazy and too too um too too depressing. But um anyway um anyway so so train service um basically made its return. Basically, train service has resumed after the Metropolitan Transportation Authority temporarily suspended 
service for several lines due to police activity on October 7th. A spokesperson for the NYPD told AM New York Friday that services were suspended when an individual on the southbound R train sprayed pepper spray or mace while inside the train. Hmm. Following the disruption, 456L and QR and W train service has resumed in both directions, but the ways are still to be expected. In Panther lines included the N train service, which was suspended between Whitehall Street, South Ferry Station, and 34th Street, Harris Square Station in Manhattan. The Q train service, which was suspended between 57th and 7th Street and 7th Avenue Station and Canal Street Station in Manhattan. The R train service, which was suspended between Lexington Avenue, 59th Street Station in Manhattan and J Street Metro Tech Station in Brooklyn. The W train service, which was entirely suspended. The 4, the four 5, and 6 train service, um, which was suspended between Grant Grand Central 42nd Street Station in Manhattan and Brooklyn Bridge City Hall Station in Brooklyn and the L's train service, which was suspended between 8th Avenue Station and and 1st Avenue Station in Manhattan. Last stop on the Manhattan-bound L train service is Bedford Avenue Station in Brooklyn. The MCA spokesperson Michael Cortez released a statement following the incident to update New Yorkers following a short suspension of service online serving Union Square due to FDNY and NYPD response at that station. Regular service has resumed, said Cortez on Friday. The cause of the incident leading to that response appears isolated. Hmm. Okay, in other transit news. Um, another transit news. Um, NTA considering buying new subway cars, huh? All right, so the NTA board will vote this week on whether to spend $1.78 billion purchasing 640 brand new train cars to replace its aging rolling stock. The brand new R211 cars produced by Japanese multinational Kawasaki Kawasaki would come on top of 535 cars previously purchased from the same company for $1.4 billion, whose arrival in the Big Apple has been delayed over by over a year owing um, to the COVID-19 slamdemic supply chains issues and labor shortages. If approved, the MCA would execute an option for um, from its original 2018 contract to, pur to purchase more condition on good performance. Although no R211s presently operate in passenger service and only a few have been delivered for testing. Further options could bring the number of R211s in the system to over 1,600 should they be executed. The contract is financed by the federal government and could ultimately be worth about $4 billion. 
shiny new carriages could be expected for delivery to New York between February, excuse me, February 2025 and December 2026, which is about four. Wait, hold on, hold on. 2023, 24. That's like between three to four years. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Per MTA um, procurement documents, it would replace the 1970s era R46 cars on the A and C lines. Presented as the train of the future in the system, filled with decade decades old dinosaurs, the R211 will feature wider doors, LED lights, digital advertising arrays, fold-up seating for accessibility, built-in surveillance cameras, while the 640 strong older will be all closed and individual cars. A select number from the original order will feature open gangways. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Connecting each segment like an articulate, art, excuse me, articulated bus. Yeah, yeah. So the trains will also crucially come pre-installed with communications-based based train control. The modern signal system with which the MCA is presently replacing depression error and a lost signals in hopes of more efficient communities. The first R211s are initially expected to be delivered to New York for testing by 2020, uh, but were delayed by a year owing the, the owing to the pandemic. The full um, initial order of 440 subway cars for the AC and 75 Staten Island railway cars were expected to be rolling by 2024, but delays at Kawasaki's Nebraska assembly pl plant have pushed back the beginning of their service to at least 2025, the Daily News reported this summer. The news reported that the, the Lincoln, Nebraska plant was seeing constant employee turnover and chronic mismanagement, forcing MCA honchos to supervise Kawasaki's workflow. Kawasaki did not respond to requests for comment. It seems the residents of the Cornhusker state have no hard feelings against the MCA. More than 20,000 residents recently voted the R211, the coolest thing made in Nebraska in a bracket style contest run by the nebraska chamber of commerce and industry hmm there's no exact date on when these new subway cars are going to be coming but it's going to be between 2025 to 2026. that's pretty that's pretty cool though man you know you know um remains to be seen man you know what i mean um Yes, so remains to be seen. Now, hang on a minute. Let me give me a little water real quick.
Jews on a holiday. Hold on a minute. <clears throat> This is, <laughs> yeah, I figured I'd add that to today's episode. Um, <laughs> man, hold on. It's a national holiday. Okay, National Snickers Day. I'll save that after. Um, anyway, I'd like to go to, let me see. Let's go to uh, um, hold on a all right, let's get to um, chatting on the jazz, man, in the meantime. Okay, up next, um, we, need to talk, we need to talk about, um, yes, yes, we need to talk about um, Ice Cube for a sec, actually, forget. Hold on a minute. Yeah, this is crazy with what Ice Cube is going through, actually. Um, let's get to that story. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, so Ice Cube. Hang on a minute here. Wait, Ice Cube. Says the script for last Friday has been rejected. Okay. Yeah. Ice Cube says the script for last Friday has been rejected. Hmm. Let's get into, let's get into, um, Let's get into what really happened, and I'll fill you in on, on what's what's going on here. <laughs> I'll fill you in. So here it is, and this is a corner. Here it is. So Ice Cube has shared some updates on his journey to get a new Friday movie out. Yeah, new Friday film out to be exact. Revealing that things aren't going so well with Warner Brothers as the studio supposedly rejected two of his scripts for a sequel. In a recent episode of Drink Champs, he he first explained that he now wants to get Friday out of Warner Brothers as they don't want they don't believe in the culture. He also explained that it isn't as simple um, starting a new IP outside of the studio with the same concept, but a different title. Once I take the characters' names, it becomes a property of Friday, he said. It's useless. They just need to come off that shit. 
Q further claimed that Warner Brothers actually rejected two of his two of his scripts for the the next Friday film. One of them followed Craig, who plays who was played by Cube in the original, and Dada played by um, Mike Epps, going to jail for selling weed. After they rejected it, they had all these movies about going to jail. So I was like, man, see y'all fucked me up. He continued, he continued, the other script was um, about the youngsters in the hood having beef with the OGs. And Craig has to come back and squash that. Smokey's portrayed by um, Chris Tucker's, Chris, Chris Tucker's son is the new Devo portrayed by the late um, great Tommy Lister Jr. And he's wilding. Rapper and actor also briefly touched on whether Tucker will be coming back for the next film after he previously turned down the opportunity to star in a sequel due to a change in his religious belief. Grace is slippery, Cube said, but me and Chris is cool. Yeah. I don't know what the religious um beliefs is, but I'm not even gonna get into that shit though. So let's let's get into another another subject right here. Um, let's get into another subject and and you know talk about um all right so SNL right <laughs> SNL um yes SNL basically <laughs> basically so um here's what's happening a day after Adidas ended its partnership it's yes its partnership business relationship with Kanye West following his repeated anti-Semitic comments the rapper made an unannounced visit to a sketches corporate office in LA on Wednesday and was escorted from the building. The incident was parodied in a Saturday Night Live sketches, Saturday Night Live sketches ad. <laughs> oh man. Here at Sketches, we pride ourselves on two things making stylish, comfortable shoes at an affordable price and having zero tolerance for anti-Semitism. A sketch is rep played by Cicely Strong. <laughs> oh, shit, said. Add in another staffer played by Bowen Yang. <laughs> That's why earlier this week, Kanye West showed up at our corporate office asking to work with us. We said no and immediately escorted him out of the building. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> well, looks like looks like this guy Kanye West has a lot of lessons to learn, though, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, while noting that Sketches is appalled by West's horrific comments, comments and vows to never work with him, Strong's executive added, "But we also want to, <laughs> hey man." <laughs> Oh man, this is ridiculous, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, while noting that Sketches is appalled by Wes's horrific comments and announced to never work with him, Strong's executive added, but we also want to point out that all of that of all companies he could have approached and get rejected by, he chose Sketches. <laughs> Oh shit. Um said 
said Yang's rep two years ago. Can you imagine the headline sketch is too good for Kanye? Later adding, what would you what would you call a Kanye sketches shoot anyway? A skeezy? <laughs> a skeezy. <laughs> Oh shit, that's funny, man. Hold on. <laughs> oh man. Yes, the sketches team took shots at other shoe companies. It took Adidas so many days to decide not to work with him. He walked in where he walked in. We were by but by door. Strong's character said while Yang's question why Crocs has been quiet on Wes's comments. He then concluded, I'm sure Kanye will find a morally dubious company to work with instead with the ad cutting to Michael J. Lindell <laughs> played by James Austin Johnson announcing a my pillow co collaboration with Wes. <laughs> it ain't gonna happen though, man. That is not gonna happen, man. <laughs> oh man. Oh my gosh. That <laughs> yeah. So let me read some comments on the deadline website. So <laughs> and this person says SNL Kanye sketches, they are all sad. <laughs> Another individual says, Yay needs treatment for his mental health, and we need SNL to make us laugh at an out-of-control man who causes stress to our society. <laughs> yeah, hilarious is so true. <laughs> the more the more of the Kanye West story. <laughs> when you have been blessed with the good fortune of multi-million dollar endorsement deals with branded sneaker manufacturers due to meeting and marrying into a wealthy well um no family you keep keep your anti-semitic comics to comments to yourself yeah y'all are wrong for this even though your show is supposed to be funny you are degrading people and making fun of situations that can cause someone with mental health issues to hurt themselves you should be ashamed of yourself and learn to have some compassion for others, no matter who they are. Well, hold on a minute here. Well, hold on a minute here. How many times we had to, to try to have compassion for Kanye West? Man? How many times people tried to, you know, get him help or whatever, but he refused because he deflects and he likes to, he likes to basically, you know, not really not really care about his mental health anyway. Man won't take his pills. Talk about he'll, he'll mess up his creativity. Well, look where it got him right now, man. <laughs> People are already running for the fucking hills already, man. Like, think about it, though. Think about it. And I hate to say this, I hate to say this, though, man, but he's already getting worse already. He's already getting worse already, man. I even looked online about a psychiatric episode and all that other stuff and manic episodes and stuff like that, which I'm not going to get into too much of this right now, though. But um, 
But the, the, the fact of the matter is this, man. This is just plain ridiculous right there, man. And then on top of that, you want to have somebody, um, you know, try to, you know, send you some money in a GoFundMe on some on some dumb shit to make you a billionaire, to make you a billionaire again. And like I said before, he, like I said before about Kanye West, he's a fucking Scrooge, man. A fucking Scrooge who doesn't care about other people. We don't care about other people's feelings. Then on top of that, you're gonna make a scene and by causing a fight to a, a, a different to a mother at your at um, Saints um game. Are you serious? Like this is ridiculous, man. I'm sorry, but this is so fucking ridiculous, man. He's a spoiled brat and acts like acts like a and he's acting. I'm saying I'm about to say it, man, but he's acting like a damn bitch. So <laughs> that's my issue right here with this guy here, man. So <laughs> I hate to say this though, man, but I can't have compassion for somebody who hates African Americans, man. I can't, man. I don't because I nobody listen, no listen, folks. Nobody feels sorry for Kanye West, man. I hate to say this though, man. And and, and this goes back to the previous episode 200 when I mentioned about the whole White Lives Matter shit. Um he went too far, man. Wearing a White Lives Matter t-shirt is like you're basically you're basically saying that it's okay to mess with a Confederate flag, which is disrespectful. You feel what I'm saying, folks? Like seriously, man. Nobody likes nobody likes this guy, man. And I, I I'm I'm getting tired of this guy, man. Seriously. Seriously. Seriously, man. He could kick rocks. He has zero, this person says he has zero compassion, so at least we have funny sketches. Best sketch ever. Good point. If they really think he has mental health issues, then they sure love making fun of people with mental health issues. If Ye has mental health issues, then he should be in treatment somewhere out of the public realm where he has escalated the marginal mental health of many and elevated elevated distress in our society because of those outcomes lots of us think the snl sketch is funny because the man is out of control you think you think listen man like i said before man like i said before man the, the guy is out of control man seriously seriously and, and and to be and to be honest with you to be honest with you as i said before man if ezra miller can, can acknowledge that he has mental health issues or whatever. Why can't Kanye West acknowledge that he has a that he has bipolar disorder? Like, come on. He even admitted that shit years ago, man. You know what I'm saying? In 2016. Like, this is crazy, man. He's really out of control. And he and he's a, and he's like 45 years old. Like, seriously? Like, come on, man. All I'm gonna say is about Kanye West is he needs to get his fucking shit together. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this shit, man. Seriously, I'm really sick of this shit. Like, come on, man. Like, come on, man. Seriously, I'm really sick of this shit right now, man. Really, I am. I am. <laughs> and he already made his. He already messed up his career, and it's already, it's already going into the blender right now. 
Yeah, he hurting right now. His ass is fucking hurting. I had to fucking do this shit though, man. <laughs> oh man, I had to do it though, man. Um, <laughs> all right, let's see, man. Um, our next story has to do with Jamie Foxx. Yes, yes, Jamie Foxx is tapped in. So let's get into it, though, man. You know what I mean? According to complex, this is according to complex, folks. Um, fans receive a crucial update on the much-anticipated Spawn reboot starring Jamie Foxx. According to The Hollywood Reporter, three new writers have been tapped to pen the script based on the Todd McFarlane-created comic. The additions are Malcolm Spellman of Marvel's The Falcon and the Winter Soldier and the upcoming Captain America New World Order um, Scott Silver, um, DC's Joker, Eight Mile, The Fighter, all three of which won Oscars, and up and coming Matt Mixon, not to be confused with Nixon. <laughs> Who wrote and directed the 2016 documentary Yesterday Was Everything. Um, McFarlane, McFarlane confirmed the news to THR on Thursday, on Wednesday, and he suggested he may no longer pursue the director role he was smalling. If we've gotten A-list actor, A-list producers, A-list writers, then do do you want to shoot for A-list directors, A-list cinematographers? McFarlane explained. The answer is, of course, let's keep the momentum going. Um, though the plot details have not been revealed, Spellman said he's always been fond of the Spawn comics and is committed to up, upholding McFarlane's vision. I grew up in Berkeley, which is a comic book city. Todd McFarlane's Spawn character was always one of my favorites. A black superhero that was no bullshit. <laughs> he was cool and dealt with modern issues, as said Spellman, and who also executive produced and wrote for Empire and Bel Air in a statement. Myself, Matt Mixon, and Scott Silver are pledged to honoring what um, Todd started and what Spawn is at its core. Delivering something that's relevant and edgy and unlike any other superhero movie out there. The announcement was originally slated for Tuesday, but ultimately delayed with McFarlane explained this was due to a temporary bump in the approval process. When you are dealing with a team of people, you got a lot of approvals across the board and something popped up he said during the interview with new york's q104.3 on wednesday it was like oh we've got to bump bump it 24 hours wouldn't have 
wouldn't have been my choice. Um, yeah, that, <laughs> of course it wouldn't have been his choice, man. Um, the reboot was announced five years ago when with Fox attached to play the rook the title character. On Wednesday, McFarlane confirmed the Oscar-winning actor is still playing the part. Jamie Foxx has been with it the whole time. He's still on board, hasn't wavered or anything, McFarlane said. As seen in the clip above, he's sort of hardcore with it. But the, but the same can't be said with for Jeremy Renner, who, who joined Spawn back in 2018. According to THR, it's unclear if the Marvel actor will remain on the project as the new script may shake up production plans. The outlet reports the original draft was for a low-budget feature, but the new Spawn may get a slightly heftier budget. Hmm. Yeah. Ryan Tucker from Broken City has signed on to pen the Spawn screenplay in 2021. The details surrounding his departure have not been revealed. Spawn was previously brought to, to the big, the big screen in 1997 with director Mark A.Z. Dippe's Michael J. White-led adaptation. Michael, excuse me, McFarlane said he and his Spawn team are now looking for a studio partner. Also, in Fox-related news, Kanye West asked his fans today who who should play him in a bio in a biopic, suggesting his former collaborator and referring referring to him as one of the greatest geniuses. Listen, man, I don't think I don't think anybody's going to actually um mess with the fucking um with the fucking documentary of Kanye West, man. Nobody's gonna mess with that. Shit is shelled, man. Like like. Like seriously, that shit is shelled. But you know, congrats to um Jamie Foxx, man, for hold for holding the shit down, man, for this for the spawn reboot that he's playing. So yes, let's make some noise. next is joiner lucas all right all right we're just getting everything on the on the on the roll right here so joiner lucas revealed that he would be making his acting debut and co-star with mark Wahlberg in a fourth forthcoming um movie uh let's see let's see Wahlberg personally selected joiner for the part in his upcoming film Set for release in 2023 or 2024. They just started filming and will continue for the next six months. The bond between Joyner and Wahlberg began when Wahlberg appeared in Joyner's Zimmer music video, which he released in May 2021. Well, I know there's more to this story. <laughs> I know there's more to this story right here. Um, Joyner and Wahlberg, who are both from New England, met while um working on the music video and have since been friends they share a love of boston sports acting and music so yeah yeah that's pretty that's pretty dope man for um Jonah lucas that's pretty dope though man that he's doing this so let's see um 
Yeah, Joyner Lucas. <laughs> All right, so let me see. Let me see. Um, um okay. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get it. Let's get it. Um, Jordan Lucas is taking his talents to the big screen. As the 34-year-old rapper has revealed, he's been cast in a film alongside Mark Wahlberg. I got a starring role in my first movie with one of the one of my best friends, Mark Wahlberg. Wrote Lucas on Instagram, sharing a photo of himself and Wahlberg. I'm shooting for a few months. This is the acting transition that I always dreamed of and I owe it to you. I love you, buddy. The movie star hand-selected Lucas for the role, according to a press release. And um, while they might seem like an unlikely pair, the bond between Lucas and Wahlberg has grown strong over the past year. Um, bonding over the New England backgrounds, the duo connected over their shared passion for music, acting, and Boston sports. Wahlberg was the was first introduced to Lucas in 2021 after he made a cameo in the Raptors video for the song Zim Zimma, which was released last May. Diddy and George Lopez also also made make appearances. Um, the film, which is scheduled to be released sometime between 2023-2024, just began production. Lucas and Wahlberg are set to film for the next film in the next six months. Additional cast or movie details have yet to be released. On the music side, Lucas most recently released the album ADHD, ADHD in 2020. For him, the album title is personal and reflects his own diagnosis of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. The project featured Chris Brown, Young Thug, Logic, Timberland, and more. People are going to make you feel crazy, make you feel stupid, make you feel less than, make you feel like you can't push through and become great because you are different, Lucas said to Billboard in an interview published earlier this month. Use all your creativity and tap into your ADHD powers. You have something to bring to the world and they will love you for it. And yes, you can check out um joining lucas's album right now which is on spotify and wherever you get your music so there you go right there there you go right there so that's yeah and i actually agree with I actually agree with joining lucas said though see joining lucas realized that he has a, um that he has adhd he realizes that and he's taking care of it and so it's ezra miller and that's what i like about that man And congratulations to Joyner Lucas for being in a movie with Mark Wahlberg. Okay, let's see. What else can we talk about here? Oh yes. Y'all remember the McDonald the McDonald's on um, McRibs, right? Well, unfortunately, McDonald's is going to, is going to be having a farewell tour for the McRib. So, so here's what's going on here: McDonald's iconic barbecue sandwich, the McRib, officially returns today to, to participating restaurants nationwide to kick off a farewell tour. 
Damn. Damn, why feel with damn why feel why? Um, why it matters, the McRib's arrival comes days after the fast food giant reported growing traffic in its US restaurants despite higher prices. Meanwhile, not included in the quarterly earnings released last week were McDonald's popular October promotions from the cactus, <laughs> the cactus plant flea market meals. Oh shit. Halloween buckets to launch of a test with um Krispy Kreme. The viral adult Happy Meals, which started selling out soon, soon after the October 3rd launch, drove the highest weekly digital transactions ever in the U.S. business, McDonald's officials said. The McRib returned before Halloween to some restaurants. Before the launch, the pork sandwich debuts as frozen pork supplies are up 14% from last year, with stocks of pork bellies up 183% from last year, according to a recent USDA report. Okay, uh, McRib price varies by restaurant. So how much you will pay for McRib can vary greatly by region and by location. A pricing analysis found um, Axios, um randomly check prices using the mcdonald's app for more than a dozen locations across the country a mcdonald's in phoenix arizona had the cheapest mcrib at three dollars and 89 cents while a san francisco location was selling it for five dollars and 99 cents higher than um axios found in los angeles miami and new york damn Um, <laughs> okay, um, so zoom out the latest consumer price index showed overall pork prices were up 6.7% in September from the same month last year. The, the, in the past, the McRib seems to have been consistently introduced at low points in the price of pork. Exios, um, Felix Salmon found, <laughs> damn. <laughs> McRib Ferrator might not be the last um, flashback. McDonald's had a McRib farewell tour in 20, no, excuse me, 2015, QSR Magazine reported, and the McRib farewell tour too in 2006, according to a news release. Uh, what they're saying last week, McDonald's CEO um, um, Chris Kemp Zinski called the McRib the goat <laughs> of the sandwiches on our menu, referring to the acronym greatest of all time. <laughs> That's a cool G's acronym, man. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and so like the goat of Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, and others, you are never sure if they are fully retired or not, he said during the October 27th earnings call. Like, <laughs> like any true farewell tour, we're hoping this isn't a goodbye, but I'll see you later, McDonald's said in its news release. Yes, but McDonald's has taken time off from releasing the McRib nationwide over the three years 
when it returned in 2020, the change said it was the first time since 20, 2012 that it was available at restaurants nationwide. McRib merch. Okay, so McRib merch line releases November 4th, which is Friday. As part of the farewell tour, McDonald's said it will launch a nostalgic McRib merch line. <laughs> a clothing line? What the fuck? Really? Oh, man. Details the line of limited edition throwback um, inspired merch will be available on a company website starting at 11 a.m. Eastern on Friday. McRib end date. So the McDonald's website for the McRib said last week to get one while you can and order in the app for delivery or pick up before you say goodbye on November 20th. As a possible last day is no longer listed on the site, but supplies to be limited. Damn. Damn, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. But you know the McRib is gonna be making a lot of people hungry and stuff. I don't really blame a lot of people, which is crazy. But um, so yeah, <laughs> I never had a McRib before, to be honest with you. I heard about it, but I never had one before though. I just never had a chance to actually check it out though. So um hopefully someday I'll be able to um I'll, hopefully someday. I don't know. I don't know, man. It depends on how I feel. And speaking of, and speaking of feeling hungry, we got some, we got some random national holidays that we need to talk about here, man. <laughs> and now the reason why i named this episode hungerectomy is it's in reference um and because of the, the sneakers vocabulary word that i seen on a bus ad called hungerectomy which is a reference to snickers so <laughs> so how about we get into um the, the holiday itself though man let's get into let's get into this shit, though they have a holiday called national snickers day so that's why I named it Hungerectomy. So, <laughs> so let me fill you in on what Snickers Snickers Day is about, though, man. So listen to this. So it's Snickers Snickers Day on the sixth of September, which I didn't know it was. I didn't know about that until I actually heard about it. But the most recent excuse me, the most recent detection of references to Snickers Day was seven years one month ago. There. There were many celebrations relating to national holidays written about on social media that our algorithms picked up on the 6th of September. In total, we detected 71 total unique days being shared as a read a book day, which had 1,519 people talking, talking about it, or Cheese Pizza Day having 263 tweets. Oh, gosh. Um, oh, boy. Hold on a minute, man. Let's just let's just uh um this is okay, this is really, really, really this is interesting because I never would have thought that this was gonna really happen. I never thought see, there's gotta be more to this story than this though, man. 
It's gotta be. It's gotta be. Um, yeah. This is crazy. Um, I did not even know this though. This is. Oh wow. National holiday. So this is just. Ah uh, <sighs> wow. And they got and they have them for holidays like Christmas and stuff, which is very interesting right here. <laughs> Oh man, and this is wow. And I never wow. Anyway, man, let me continue with, with let me continue because I don't think there's any more I don't think there's any more to actually talk about here, but you know, um oh wow. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. Let me just um see if I can find more information about this. Um, Snickers Day. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, national. <laughs> Oh man. National Snickers Day. Okay. So this is just uh um okay. <laughs> okay. Um all right. I think I'll get I think I'll probably get back to this. I'll get back to it some other time. But Here's some more stuff that's gonna make you hungry too, man. We got National National Chocolate Day, National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day, <laughs> which is which is very interesting. So, <laughs> um, so let's see. Um, so let's see. So, um, okay. So basically, it happened on August fourth, National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day gives us an opportunity to dunk America's number one favorite cookie, whether it, whether yours are homemade or store-bought. Pour a glass of milk and enjoy. Um, hashtag chocolate chip cookie day. Without chocolate chips, the cookie would still be number one, or would it? For that reason, we also recognize Ruth Graves Wakefield on National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. Thanks to her intervention, no, excuse me, um, inventiveness and curiosity, chocolate chips and a cookie dough go together. And for this week, for this reason, we hover around ovens savoring the moment, the time of things. How, wow, so imagine if Ruth Gray's Wayfield hadn't run out of Baker's chocolate for her cookie recipe that day in 1937. Because that's what happened. The cookie recipe she was preparing called for Baker's chocolate and would have blended smoothly into the dough. However, she was out. And what if Miss Wayfield hadn't considered using semi-sweet chocolate instead? She figured it it would um, just melt into the dough and work much like the baker's chocolate. 
Um, and uh, or what if someone had interrupted Ruth Gray's Wakefield that day and caused the cookies to burn and ruin the experiment? Well, none of that happened. Instead of interruptions or doubts, the baker added the, the, the chocolate to the dough. Moments later, mouth-watering aroma began to to uh, um, wrap from Miss um, Wayfield's oven. Perhaps um, the smell lured a child into the kitchen, or maybe a guest at the tall house inn she and her husband owned. We may not know the, the finer details of the day the chocolate chip cookie came to be. However, we do know Ruth Graves Wakefield made it happen. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and if it weren't for her, we wouldn't know the ecstasy of warm chocolate chip cookie melting onto our tongue. We know that feeling. When our eyes close in heavenly satisfaction and a perfect smile graces our face. No, if it weren't for Ruth Graves Wakefield, entire generations would be denied the bliss that is a chocolate chip cookie. We could even go so far as to say she was she's responsible for all those other nuggets and goodness. <laughs> those more cells of butterscotch peanut butter and white chocolate we enjoy in much the same way we enjoy our chocolate delights nothing though um rates quite as high as the chocolate chip cookie with grace wakefield brought to us in 1937 no nothing um so how to observe national chocolate chip cookie day Make your favorite chocolate chip cookies and throw some extra chocolate chips into the mix. Give this recipe a try. Other ways to celebrate the day include read the book Ruth Graves Wakefield, One Smart Cookie by Sarah Holden. Howden, excuse me. <laughs> um, visit your favorite bakery and give them a shout out too. Organize a, a, a chocolate chip cookie bake-off. It could be it could even be a fundraiser for a local charity. Try recipes from Ruth Wakefield's Tall House. Tried and true recipes. Of course, you can post on social media using the hashtag Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. Um, so National Chocolate Chip Chocolate Chip Day um, history. Um, so there's no origins of the history. So. That's pretty much what that is. What the hell? Oatmeal cookie day? Peanut butter cookie? Oh, God. I can't even keep up with all this shit, though, man. But, you know, some of the stuff I'm going to actually look into after I get off the air, though. Man. But, <laughs> you know, this is crazy, man. It's crazy, but interesting topics, too, man. You know what I'm saying? And I'm speaking of interesting, man. Um. Another reason why I named this episode Hunger Rectomy is because of the, it's because of the uh, snickerdoodle. Um, and I want to actually get into um, what it is and how it's made. 
Um, so let's get into let's get into this shit right now. So the snicker snicker um doodle cookies. So let's get into it though. Um okay, so all right, so a Snickers candy twist on Snoop Snicker Doodle Cookies will have you coming back for more. All right, so Snicker Doodle Cookies are one of the best cookies to make with ingredients right out of the pantry. The only ingredient needed that may not be in the pantry is the cream of tartar. <laughs> but what a good reason to keep some on hand. About this recipe, in this recipe, there's a small twist on a Snicker Doodle cookie by adding a Snickers mini-sized candy Snickers bacon bites in the in the middle. By wrapping the Snicker Doodle cookie dough um, around one Snicker one Snickers bacon bite, a Snickers Snicker Doodle cookie is born. Ooh. While the cookies are still warm, I like to break them apart. Of course, carefully because the middle of the cookie is very hot. And serve them in a bowl as a dessert finger food, kind of like a broken cookie party mix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These cookies look especially broken, um, good broken apart because of the gooey Snickers middle. So let's get into what the ingredients are. So the Snicker, Snickers bacon bites soften butter, sugar, eggs, flour, cream of tartar, bacon soda, salt, and cinnamon. So how to make this recipe? A printable recipe with the measurements and instructions is located at the bottom of this post. So of course, for the first thing you need is cookie dough. Um, in a medium-sized bowl, add flour, Cream of tartar, tartar, <laughs> baking soda, and salt. Um, stir stir together and set aside for a moment. Not to be confused with the OT Genesis song Coco, folks. <laughs> with the baking soda shit. <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> In a large bowl, mixing mixing bowl, add butter. Um butter you need eggs and you need uh let's see let's see let's see you need sugar up next you need you need you need to beat the butter egg and sugar mixture until it's light and creamy then set the mixer speed to low and slowly spoon in the dry ingredients Lay the cookie dough onto a large piece of plastic wrap and form the cookie dough into a fairly, fairly flat round. Wrap the dough completely in plastic wrap and chill it in the refrigerator for an hour. After the dough is done chilling, preheat the oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit. Of course, for forming and coating the cookie dough balls. <laughs> In a small bowl, add the sugar and cinnamon and mix the sugar and cinnamon until incorporated. Set aside while making the cookie dough balls. <laughs> Roll one, one and one half teaspoons of the dough into a bowl. 
then flatten out the dough ball with the back side of a small spoon or the palm of your hand. Set a Snickers um bacon bite in the middle of the flat piece of dough. Wrap the dough around the candy and form a ball that completely covers it. Coat the dough ball with the cinnamon and sugar mixture on all sides. Set the sugar and cinnamon coated cooking dough balls on a large ungreased cookie sheet. Of course, you can repeat the process with the remaining cookie dough. Bake in a preheated oven at 350 degrees Fahrenheit in batches. But here's a tip so that the cookie doesn't form a mound in the middle after the cookie bakes for 10 minutes. 10 minutes, lightly press a spatula on top of each cookie to slightly flatten it. Then bake for another four minutes. Total baking time is 13 to 14 minutes. Remove from the oven and transfer the cookies to a, cook, a cooling rack. When the cookie when the cookies are cooled enough to eat, you dig in. A, a glass of milk may be required. These cookies are so good when dipped in milk or coffee. But I use almond milk, man, so almond milk actually actually counts too. Another tip for a delicious and fun finger food dessert, break the cookies into medium-sized pieces to make a broken cookie party mix. Serve in a bowl and garnish with the remaining Snickers bites. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> oh man, this is one of the this is one of the most interesting things that I ever even thought about, though, man. Um, <laughs> um this is like this is very interesting. Um, I don't know what the hell happened here. I don't know what the hell happened here. But um, anyway, um, let me get to where we left off here. Sorry. Um, this is where I left off here. I'm wait. Hold on. Um, wait, 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 wait. Wait a minute here. Let me just see where I left off. Damn. Um tablet but whatever um let's see where i left off i'm trying to look for where i left off um yeah so let's see let's see let's see let me just let me just uh um um Yes, this is where I was. So, so another tip for a delicious and fun finger food dessert: break the cookies into medium-sized pieces to make a broken cookie party mix. Serve in a bowl and garnish with the remaining Snickers bites. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Um. I think that's about um 
There's any more information about this? Um, let's see. I don't think so. Um, yeah, that's, I think that's about it. I think that's about it, though, man. Anyway, um, up next, uh, we have National Chocolate Day that we need to get to. Yes. <laughs> yes, um, so we got National Chocolate Day. Um, yeah, very tasty, by the way, man. With the snickerdoodle with the snickers bites in there <laughs> yeah i can't help that i played that sound effect though man but you know it's just um you know you you come across certain certain foods certain snacks and stuff and i just find it very intriguing and very creative by um, whoever made this is actually it's actually um, clever. I wouldn't really say a genius, but I would say clever, and you know, <laughs> yeah, pretty clever and stuff, man. You know, that's just pretty much how I would put it. Um, so yeah. <laughs> um, now I don't know what the hell's going on with my damn uh, my internet's already fine. It's just. It's everything is just uh I don't know what the hell going on here, man. But this is crazy, man. All right, man. Um Damn it. I don't know what's going on with my shit though, man. This right here is just crazy, you know, it's just on there. All right, um, need to take a little um breathe let me let me see if i can actually do it on my phone because um let's see because uh let's see um a little technical difficulty with my tablet for some reason but i may have to may have to use my phone for this one um all right so we're on national National Chocolate Day. So let's get into it. Um, okay, National Chocolate Day. National Chocolate Day. Um, okay. All right, so we're gonna, <laughs> all right, so, all right, so National Chocolate Day, we're gonna get into it right now. I'm, I'm sorry, tablet is actually um, on the fritz, but I get to use my phone. So anyway, so National Chocolate Day on October 28 recognizes one of the world's fav favorite tastes. While many specific chocolate-related holidays exist throughout the year, National Chocolate Day celebrates all things chocolate. Hashtag National Chocolate Day. Chocolate earns its day of honor by being America's favorite flavor. Um, some sources designate July 7th or December 28th as Chocolate Day or an International Chocolate Day. What's the difference? How is chocolate? Chocolate comes from the seed of the tropical Theobroma. Um, cacao tree okay 
interesting. Humans have been cultivating cocoa for at least three millennia. The plant grows in Mexico, Central America, and Northern South America. Historians do document the earliest known use of um, cacao seeds at around 1100 BC. The intense bitter taste of cocoa requires the bean to be fermented to develop the flavor. Um, once fermented, the beans are dried, cleaned, and roasted. After roasting, the shell is removed to produce um, cacao nibs. The cacao nibs are then ground into um, coca mass, which is pure chocolate in rough form. The coca mass is usually liquefied, then molded with or without other ingredients. At this point in the process, it is called chocolate liquor. Okay, I don't know why you, you actually mix chocolate with liquor, but I don't know. The chocolate liquor may, <laughs> may then be processed into two components, coca solids and coca but coca butter. Cocoa butter, excuse me. Um yeah. Um unsweetened bacon chocolate cocoa. Coca. Oh, what is it? Cocoa, coca. Anyway, it has an A in there, so I just I just pronounced it how I would see it. Um solids and cocoa cocoa butter in in varying proportions. Sweet chocolate, cocoa solids, cocoa butter, and other fat and sugar. Milk chocolate, sweet chocolate with milk powder or condensed milk. White chocolate, cocoa butter, sugar, and milk, but no cocoa seed. No cocoa solids, rather. How to observe National Chocolate Day, you ask? Visit your restaurant and indulge in a delicious, cho delicious chocolate dessert. Another idea is to host a chocolate tasting party. Um, invite friends to bring their best chocolate recipes to share. Here's a few recipes to try. Whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. Chocolate lasagna day. You know, I actually talked about this whole, um, this whole, um, this whole fucking, um, Oreo, Oreo, um, Oreo, Oreo soup and Oreo lasagna, which I didn't understand it at first, but I'll probably probably talk about that some other time. <laughs> oh man. Use the hashtag National Chocolate Day to post on social media. Um now the National Chocolate Day history. National Confectioners Association created National Chocolate Day. Um so besides white chocolate, how is cocoa butter used? Cocoa butter is the processed fat from the cocoa cocoa bean. It is a necessary ingredient in both milk and white chocolate. However, skincare provides, no, excuse me, it produces um, also include cocoa butter. Its fatty acids are touted as good for your skin. Um, yeah. Why do I need to temper my chocolate? If you are making candy or chocolate covered treats, tempering chocolate stabilizes it and creates a shiny easy um 
to use chocolate. Um, the process requires the chocolate to be heated and then cooled and then reheated. It may seem time consuming, but for, for the prettiest creations, it's also the best process. Which chocolate holidays are coming up? The calendar loves chocolate holidays. Chocolate celebrations coming up include bittersweet with chocolate, bittersweet chocolate with almonds day, <laughs> chocolate covered anything day, chocolate candy day. Oh wow. Um, does chocolate make a good gift? Yes, it does. You can give a variety of chocolate too. That way you are more likely to give someone their favorite kind. However, please remember to not give dark or milk chocolate to someone who is allergic to it. White chocolate is the safer option. Um, may not be hard to find actually, but <laughs> so October 28th celebrated history. So the United States officially dedicates the, the Statue of Liberty at Bedloe Island in um, New York Harbor. Now, I don't know what the hell has to do with that, but <laughs> I'm not even going to get into all this shit, though. Yeah, I'm not going to get into all that shit, though, man. But anyway, man, so that is, so that is, um, so anyway, so that's a way you can actually, you can actually celebrate, um, National Chocolate Day. Now, how do you, yeah, that's pretty much how you celebrate it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, man. All these snacky holidays are making me hungry right now, man. That right there is just it's just the tip of the iceberg, man. Um yeah. Um <laughs> oh my gosh. Man, listen, man, listen. This is just um yeah, this is the most interesting thing that I just didn't even know this was gonna really happen. Um, but that's that's just how I actually like I said, man, I feel intrigued when it comes to when it comes to certain foods and creations. And this is why food porn exists. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is why food porn exists though, man, in a funny way though. Like I get intrigued when it comes to people, when it comes to um, when it comes to you know food creations, snack creations, and you know weird food combinations that actually make me laugh. Though, man, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh man, listen, man, listen, listen. <laughs> yeah, I really. I really hope everybody actually got a chance to actually check out this whole snacky holidays and stuff. So that's just, oh man, that's really, really something else though, man. Um, What else? Oh, 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 wait a minute here. Wait a minute here. National French Fries Day. How about that? I ain't forget about that. National French Fries Day. Let's get into it, though, man. So I'll go on to the next one. I don't want to forget this shit, though, man, because that's why I named this episode Hunger Wrecking Me anyway. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. 
I'm already, I'm already hungry already, but I already ate already, man. Like for real though. For the new listeners that don't know what um, National um, French Friday is pertaining to and what it is about, though, I'm going to fill you in on this, folks. Um, National French Friday on July 13th is a great opportunity to take time to sample some golden brown potato slices. Actually, some of the potatoes are made from Idaho. Which, <laughs> um, but did you know that the origin of French fries is more than likely not French at all? Potatoes were being fried in Belgium, Belgium, way before the French didn't know that either. But more on that later. When it comes to the tastiest French fries on the planet, everyone seems to have an opinion. It's a time-consuming decision to find your favorite because no two restaurants seems to have the same recipe. French fries do have a nutritional stigma attached to them, however, due to high um, caloric and fat content. But it's tough to say no to, to a hot batch, even the ones at the bottom of the bag. Yeah. Now, the history of National French Fry Day estimates say Estimates say Americans eat around 30 pounds of French fries per person each year. That seems like a lot, but when you think about all the ways you can eat fries, it adds up quickly. They are easy to gobble down, whether they are straight out of a fast food French fry container or whether you are an expert at making fries at home. Add in all of the different condiments and these simple potatoes become even more popular. So the term French fries refers to deep fried um, slices or strips of potatoes. While the precise origins are unknown, the item hit the culinary scene sometime in the 1700s. It had, been, it had taken an entire century for potatoes to become widely accepted as food arriving in Europe in the 1600s. Like most iconic foods, the French fry has an interesting folk story about it, how it was created. Belgians called dibs on the origins of French fries, claiming it, it to be an invention of their people. Hmm. According to a manuscript by Joseph Girard, the residents of the Muse, the Met, excuse me, the Meuse Valley, never heard of this place, um, located near um, Dinant in Belgium, um, consumed a lot of fish since they lived near the river. During winters when the rivers would freeze and fishing would become difficult, the idea to slice potatoes like fish fillets and fry them in hot fat was born. But all credit does go to the French for popularizing frying foods and selling them in pub in public on street carts called frights in the mid 1700s. Eventually, potatoes were cut in all sorts of shapes and fried. As to how French fries arrived in America, there are two versions of that story too. 
the more popular and accepted fact that is that Thomas Jefferson brought the dish to the USA. While serving time as an ambassador, Jefferson spent a lot of time in France and went on to serve potatoes served in the French manner at a White House dinner in 1802. The other, the other theory is that World War I soldiers who were stationed around dining in Belgium took a liking to the local finger food known as um, Pomme's Frites. <laughs> and took the idea back with them. This is when French fries really took off and became mainstream in the US. Oh, uh, wow. That's very interesting. So National French Friday's social media buzz, of course, you already, you already have that. So, wow. So National French Friday survey results. Um, so this is from nationaltoday.com French Fry survey. So the data gathered by a top San Francisco marketing agency, a survey of 1,000 Americans. Ultimate, America's ultimate ranking of fast food fries. Number one, McDonald's, 35%. Chick-fil-A, number two, 13%. Number three, Five Guys, 12%. Number four, Wendy's, 11%. Number five, Arby's, 11%. Burger King, number six, seven percent. Number seven, In and Out, four percent. Number eight, Sonic, three percent. Number nine, Shake Shack, three percent. Number ten, Carl's Jr., number two percent. Of course, what what's your favorite style of fries? So, number one is regular, twenty one percent. Number two, curly, twenty percent. Number three, steak cut. 14%. Crinkle, number four, 13%. Number five, waffle, 13%. Wow, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know they had a waffle um, French fry. I did not know that. I'll look at a picture after this. Um, number six, wedges, 7%. So what's your favorite condiment to put on fries? Number one, obviously ketchup, 55%. Number two, ranch. Ew. <laughs> ranch. <laughs> Italian ranch dressing on French fries. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. 15%. Wow. <laughs> wow. Number three, cheese sauce. <laughs> well, you can't go wrong with cheese. You can't go wrong with cheese. I had cheese fries before, so. <laughs> anyway, number four, barbecue sauce, 7%. And number five, which is a weird one, which is mayonnaise, <laughs> 4%. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, mayonnaise on fries. <laughs> ew, 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 ew. That's crazy, man. <laughs> okay. Fries dipped in milkshakes. Um, 
Number one, no, that's gross. So 33% says no, that's gross. And 21% says yes, I love it. Who the hell thought about dipping um French fries in milkshakes, though? <laughs> oh, man. Oh man, this shit is laughable, man. I'm sorry for la- I'm sorry for this, but this is definitely laughable. And this is why food porn really intrigues me, man. When people come up with funny, funny, weirdest ideas <laughs> to to have people try some stuff, man. So <laughs> that's why I laugh. It's hilarious to me. All right, regular waffle, um, Belgium steak, thick cut, crinkle cut, cottage wedge, curly, shoestring, <laughs> tornado, and of course, oh man, <laughs> tornado. Wait a minute, man. Wait a minute, tornado. Wait a minute, man. Wait, 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 wait. Shoestring tornado. Oh man. Okay, that sounds that sounds a little alarming. <laughs> and of course, the smiley face. Yeah, I can I can see that. I can see that. Oh yeah, I can see that though, man. I can see that. Um, today is the day when fries are celebrated in all shapes and sizes. It is truly amazing how all these variations of fries just seem to taste different and have their own softness and crunch factor. Try as many as you can today without worrying about your waistline. (laughs) Oh gosh, (laughs) to add to the fun, there are countless condiments and toppings that go with fries. Reach out for good old ketchup or try different sauces and obscure flavors like Nutella. Nutella? Whoa, wait a minute here. Okay. First of all, you don't mix chocolate with fucking um French fries, man. Like, Nutella is chocolate, man. Why would you even do that shit, man? Seriously? 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 That's that's gonna make you go to the bathroom with bubble guts. <laughs> oh man. Woo, that's funny. Um anyway. <laughs> Alright, so by numbers. Oh, I'm not even gonna wow. 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 Um <laughs> Okay, by numbers, 165 pounds, the amount of fried potatoes consumed by Belgium annually by every person. 30 pounds, the amount of potato fries consumed by the average American every year. One third, the number of the world's popular world's fries produced by McCain Foods. Um, 90 seconds, the time vending machines of Belgian grocery stores take to fry potatoes and push them out. 1982, the year when John, um, Calvi wrote an OD to French fries. Seven, the percentage 
the percentage of potatoes grown in the U.S. that are used by McDonald's. 20 the ingredients used in McDonald's famous fries recipe. Two to four the age of children at which fried potato fried potatoes are the highest consumed vegetable. Um, 15 the types of French fries available. 10,000 the audience. Um, excuse me, the attendance at the annual French fry feed event in the U.S. Now, some activities. Um, National French Fry Day activities. Let's try them with a new condiment. Yeah, <laughs> although Americans usually eat their fries with ketchup, considering consider experiencing another culture's condiments on National French Fry Day, um, folks in Great Britain eat fries with malt and vinegar. Ew! <laughs> Ew! Oh man, you use melted butter and sugar on your fries in Vietnam. Um, okay, I don't know about, well, I don't know about the sugar part, but melted butter, hmm, melted butter, uh, melted butter sounds very interesting compared to the sugar part, um, and who knows, <laughs> maybe you'll find a new favorite, of course, try a new seasoning with your fries, so most people cook their fries, french fries and salt, and leave it at that but you can sprinkle all kinds of seasonings on french fries um giving them a unique taste some people like to use a a cajun a cajun seasoning with fries for example find the right seasoning and the blasphemous as it sounds you might even decide to skip dunking them in ketchup I always listen man I always, I always have French fries with ketchup, man. I'm not dipping them in no Nutella chocolate, though, man. I'm like most people, but it's funny how people come up with, you know, crazy funny ideas, crazy funny ideas to <laughs> to come up with, like you know, you know, weird, weird, I weird um food combinations, which is one thing that actually makes me laugh so so much, though, man. And I can't help it because number one. <laughs> um number one like you know what i'm saying like <laughs> like we all need laughter in the in the world man we we like you know humor humor actually relieves you from stress folks you know what i'm saying um even 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 yoga even um meditation whatever remedy you use to actually you know clear your mind on stuff and what cheers you up you know it may work for some people but it may work for for different people as well so you know what i'm saying so you know it is what it is folks <laughs> um anyway just wanted to get my point out so let's see let's see let's see let's see <laughs> oh man so considering making your own fries at home it's going to be tough to outdo your favorite restaurants french fries but you can use national french fry um, day as an excuse to try to make some fries at home this can be a messy process especially the frying step but you can try a few different variations 
and seasonings this way. And even if you don't succeed, you'll have a much greater appreciation for the fried cooked at your favorite local restaurant. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Wait a minute here. Five delectable um, facts about French fries. Original name French fries were originally known as French fried potatoes in the U.S. By the 1930s, the potatoes was, was dropped. It's in the skin. The skin of potatoes has important nutrients and vitamins that are at times not peeled when making French fries. Higher fat content. Steak fries have lower fat than regular cut french fries now now i'm not too familiar with steak fries so i'm not sure but i'll look at a picture of it <laughs> love me some spuds <laughs> the slang term for the potato spud comes from the spade like tool that is used to harvest the potatoes oh wow <laughs> Um, burning off the calories to burn off calories from consuming a medium-sized order of McDonald's French fries, one will have to bowl for 90 minutes, bicycle for 58 minutes, or engage, or engage in the high-impact aerobics for 50 minutes. Yeah. We, why we love National French Fry Day. Some restaurants provide French fries, free French fries. The best way to find some free French fries on National French Fry Day is to follow the social media accounts of restaurants. A few different places offer free fries with a meal purchase or by using a digital coupon. We're, we're not sure people need an excuse to eat more, but free certainly works. Um, French fries go with go great with almost every, anything. Well, sure, the pairing of French fries and hamburgers is ingrained in the American diet. But fries taste great with many different kinds of food, including sandwiches, steak, and even eggs. Interesting logic that you would see that. Um, and although most people will dip their French fries in ketchup, which is which is true, um, you'll find people also dipping fries in plenty of other condiments, including ranch flavor, ranch flavor. Um, Salad dressing, oh man. Oh, mustard. Mustard, I tried that once. And even milkshakes, no. Milkshakes, milkshakes, no. That I don't know about that one. Milkshakes, I don't know, man. Yeah. Milkshakes, come on, man. Heck, as strange as it sounds, some people even eat them plain. <laughs> there are so many variations of thin French fry sticks, often called shoestring fries, <laughs> Actually, yeah, you know, that are popular with fast food restaurants are the most common type of fry variation, but you can't stop there. There are waffle fries, <laughs> whoa! Whoa, waffle fries, wow. Steak fries, curly fries, I had that. Crinkle cut fries, I may have had that before. Home fries, yes. And wedge fries, um, 
Yes. We wouldn't recommend trying every variation on National French Fry Day, but we won't discourage those of you who like a challenge. As far as anything goes, man, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So next year is July 13th of Thursday, Saturday, um, 2024 in July, 2025, um, Sunday, July 13th. Monday, 2026, July 13th, July 13th, Tuesday, 2027. Woo! Wow. Shocking, but interesting, folks. You know what I'm saying? Um, Let's see. What else do we got to talk about here? Yes. Yes. Let's, let's get into... Wait a minute. Let's get into... Um, Get into the best man final chapters. Yes, the best man final chapters. Hold on a minute here. So I'm not sure if that's a movie, but this is a limited series. So let's get into let's get into a little thing. Hold on a minute, man. I don't know if I have it here. Oh yeah, yes, I do. Let's get into a thing called TV show checkouts, man. The best man final chapters. Here it is. Here it is. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, so everybody probably is familiar with um the, the movies of the best man, right? Um, so here's what's going on according to according to deadline here, man. So let's get into it. Um, hold on a minute here. What's going on here? Uh damn it. <sighs> damn it. Hold on a minute. Okay, so the teaser trailer for the best man, the final chapters dropped during the urban world. Film Festival, the same event where the film originally premiered in 1999. The Peacock limited series will um, will premiere all eight episodes December 22nd. You can watch the trailer in the video posted above on the YouTube channel of Peacock. Based on based upon the eponymous Universal Film franchise written and directed by Malcolm D. Lee, the series will catch up with Harper. Robin, Jordan, Lance, Quentin, Shelby, Candace, and Merch as relationships evolve and past grievances resurfaces in the unpredictable stages of midlife crisis meets midlife um midlife um rent renaissance. Oh my gosh! Wow, midlife crisis. Okay, that sounds pretty scary on that one, man. That sounds pretty scary, though, man. The cast of the best man in the final chapters include Morris Chestnut, Melissa D. Souza, Tay Diggs, who's an All-American, Regina Hall, Terrence Howard, Sanaa Lathan, Nia Long, and Hera Perino. The Peacock original was filmed on locations like New York City, New Jersey, and the Dominican Republic. Malcolm D. Lee of Black Mailed Productions is the creator of the Best Man franchise, which he co-developed 
wrote, EP, directed, and served as a co-showrunner. Dana Lynn North of Loud Sis Productions also co-developed, wrote, EP, and served as co-showrunner. Executive producers are Sean Daniel of Hive Mind and Dominique Telson of Black Milk Productions. Universal Television, a division of Universal Studio Group, produces. Directors for the series include Malcolm D. Lee for four episodes, Charles Stone III, Robert Townsend, and Stacey Muhammad. All right. Okay, so shall we get to shall we get to the next segment right here in 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 regards to Black Adam taking the number one spot? Why not? Let's get into let's get into it right about now, man. The movie man cave, popcorn, Black Adam. Hold on a minute. Um, okay, so, yes, here it is, here it is, um, all right, so, according to the Associated Press, of course, actually, um, whatever, uh, so, Black Adam with the Wayne the Rock Johnson, actually, hold on, what the hell, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, let me get to Let's just get let's get to that. Hold on a second. So Black Adam starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson front of DC Superhero film kept its hold on the number one spot at the North American box office in its second weekend years, down 59% from its launch and facing little new competition. Black Adam added two, excuse me, 27. $0.7 million in ticket sales, bringing its domestic total to $111.1 million. Johnson spent a decade trying to bring the character to the big screen and has, vis- has visions for follow-ups involving Superman, but the future of Black Adam is not um, written quite yet. Though it's earned $250 million worldwide. Uh, yeah, worldwide. Um, the Warner Brothers film carried um, a hefty price tag of $200 million, not including marketing and promotion costs. And a sequel has not been officially greenlit yet. But big changes are afoot at DC. The studio just announced a new leadership team of Peter Safran and James Gunn, whose love for propping up little known comic book characters is well documented. Um, and on Sunday, Johnson posted a note on his 344 million Instagram followers about the end of the world press tour, thanking those who worked behind the scenes to launch our new DC franchise known as Black Adam. Bucking recent romantic comedy trans moviegoers remain curious about the ticket to paradise, Universal's Julia Roberts and George Clooney destination romp. 
which fell only 37% in weekend two to claim second place. The genre has not been the most reliable bet at the box office lately with films like Bros stumbling in in theaters, but the start of but the star power of Roberts and Clooney is proving hard to resist. Ticket to Paradise added $10 million from 3,692 North American theaters, bringing its domestic total to $33.7 million. Globally, it grossed $119.4 million to date. Horror movies, meanwhile, um, claimed spots three through five on the weekend before Halloween. On Monday, Lionsgate's Pray for the Devil opened in third place with um, $7 million from 2,000 theaters. Wow. Like 2,980 theaters. Notably, it is the only of the three horror films that carried a PG-13 rating. The others were R-rated. Paramount Smile, which is also R-rated, took fourth place in its fifth weekend with another $5.1 million, bringing its domestic total to $92.4 million on a $17 million budget, while Halloween Ends landed in fifth place in its third weekend with $3.8 million. Um, <laughs> ends which has grossed $60.3 million in North America, was released simultaneously on uni- on NBC Universal stream service Peacock. Hmm. Um, okay. This is just another mandate in favor of horror, said Paul um, Dergarabedian. Time scores senior media it's not just about being in October. Horror movies have played well throughout the slamdemic. It's a genre that continues to kill it at the box office time and time and again. Um, Chinonye, um, Chuck Wu's Mammy Till Moby film Till went wide this weekend, adding $2.8 million from 2000 58 locations to take seventh place, boosting a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. The United Artists releasing film has gotten good word of mouth with much of it centered on Daniel Deadweiler's performance. This weekend also saw the expansion of several notable films like Todd Field's Tar, <laughs> which expanded to 1,000 and 87 theaters nationwide where it grossed $1 million and landed in 10th place. <laughs> oh man. Kate Blanchett's performance as a renowned composer and conductor won her, her a top acting prize from the Venice Film Festival last month. Another Venice winner, the Banshees of, of Innis any insurance, excuse me. The Banshees of Any Shuren widened to 58 theaters and 12 new markets over the weekend. The Martin McDowell um, 
film starring Colin Farrell and Brandon Gleason earned $540,000. The Searchlight Pictures um, release will expand to to around 800 locations next weekend. Charlotte Wells at the Sun expanded to 17 um, locations where it earned $75,242, bringing its cumulative um, grosses to $166,030. The A24 um, release father-daughter film starring Paul um, Mescal and Frankie Correal will continue to expand throughout award season. James Gray's Armageddon Time opened in six theaters in New York and Los Angeles for $72,000. Gray minds his own childhood to tell the story about an 11 year old in Queens in the fall of 1980. The film, which featured, which premiered at Cannes um, earlier this year, stars Banks, Rapita, Anne Hathaway, Jeremy Strong, and Anthony Hopkins. But as far as blockbusters are concerned, things will be somewhat slow going until um, the next movie, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, arrives on November the 11th. Yes. That'll get the box office going again in a way that feels like that feels more like summer. Um Dergara beating beating set. Of course. Of course. Estimated ticket sales for Friday through Sunday at US and Canadian theaters, according to Comscore. Final domestic figures will be released by Monday. Okay, so I said before, yes. So, Black Adam, $27.7 million still holds on the number one spot. Take it to Paradise, $10 million. Pray for the Devil, $7 million. Can't believe it's PG 13. And Smile still in the box office, which is R rated, $55.1 million. Only ends $3.8 million. Lyle Lyle Crocodile, $2.8 million. Till, $2.8 million. Terrified 2, $1.8 million. The Woman, the Woman King, which nobody cared about, $1.1 million. Antar, $1 million. All right. Um, let me see. What else can we talk about here? I'm sorry. Um. Okay. Okay. We did get a chance to talk about that right there. Um. I want to actually get into something actually, which um, which really caught my attention. Actually, some some things to do for the weekend. I'm actually gonna yes, yes, yes. Let's get into that right now, man. Let's get into that. Um, all right, so we got some stuff to talk about for the three-day weekend. In case you didn't know, um, yeah, there's some stuff to do for the weekend. Actually, let's get into it. Starting with California. Um, okay, so let's see. Um, no, that's not it. 
Um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, um, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Things to do in Los Angeles. Okay, here we, here it is. Um, all right. All right, let me see how much time we got. All right, so um, all right, so we got um, so Harry Styles, starting with Harry Styles, right? The breakout star of One Direction takes over the Kia Forum for a staggering 15 nights in support of his album Harry's House, a fitting tile for his impressive arena residency. Ben Harper opens the show, which is which takes place on November 15th. 2022 um and um 222 ghost story um constance Wu, finn wickrock anna camp and adam rothenberg star in the u.s premiere of the supernatural thriller which runs at the our mansion this fall our friends at Time Out London called its Across the Pond debut a cracking dinner party play alive with wit and tension with an extreme cleverly worked supernatural angle that keeps things fresh. Yes, it does. Um and it's from and it's until December 4th, 2022. Um, actually, let's get into the details of Harry Styles. Actually, so let's get into it. Um, so, so Kia Farm is where Harry Harry Styles is going to take place. Uh, Three thousand nine hundred West Manchester Boulevard, Los Angeles. You can check out the website hstyles.co.uk/tour and there's any uh thing of details on how to get it but i don't know so anyway so it's from november all right it started today november 2nd friday november friday november 4th no hold on a second wednesday november 2nd 2022 7 50 p.m friday november 4th um at 8 p.m saturday november 5th the same time 8 p.m Monday, November 7th, 8 p.m. Wednesday, November 9th, 8 p.m. Friday, November 11th, 8 p.m. Saturday, November 12th, 8 p.m. Monday, November 14th, 8 p.m. Tuesday, November 15th, 8 p.m. at the Kiev um, Forum. Now, for those of you who may not know, I'm using the website timeout.com where you can actually get into Los Angeles. Um, you, where you can get into um, where you can find some some places to do. So, Los Angeles things to do, things to do in Los Angeles. That's where you can find some cool stuff to do. That's where you can find some cool stuff to do. So, um, uh, so there it is. Um, so yeah, there it is. So, let's get into uh. Into uh, man, 
let's see. Um, let's see. We got some some interesting stuff for Kixi. Um, we got all this stuff, man. This is just some pre, some leftover Halloween stuff. Um, let's see. So, let's see. Um, I'm trying to pick some fun stuff, not not boring stuff. So let's get to um, trying to look at some fun stuff for you folks to look at. Okay, in total, um, so it's from November fifth to November sixth. That's a Saturday through Sunday. Browse a pair of home goods, art, beauty supplies, and food from over one hundred BIPOC makers at this la river adjacent market yeah you and by the way man you can purchase the, the tickets for harry styles as i mentioned the, the time and location and stuff yeah you can you can check that out on timeout.com slash los angeles slash um harry styles and you get the gist of this um anyway so Frankie, Los Angeles is the location, 300 South Mission Road, Los Angeles, um, 90033. Prices between $10, $10 for the weekend pass, $10, not $10 weekend pass is $16. Um, opening hours is 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Dates and times, November 5th, um, 10 a.m. Sunday, November 6th, 10 a.m. Um, and you can go to the website for more information. Is is um n2do.us. All right. Um okay. I'm gonna do let me see. Um let's see, let's see, let's see. <laughs> Oh man, Craftober. Oh wow. Um, this all ages Oktoberfest inspired fest celebration hosted on the field at the Rose Bowl will feature over 20 Southern California craft breweries as well as traditional Bavarian foods like um, pretzels and bratwurst. Okay. Spend an afternoon enjoying unlimited pours of craft beer and kombucha from the five ounce tasting glass included with each ticket. Okay. <laughs> um, yes. So Rose Bowl Stadium, 1001 Rose Bowl Drive, Los Angeles, California. Craftoberfest, Los Angeles.com is the website for more information. You can check that out. And November 5th, um, um, the time starts at 12.30 p.m. Um, let me see what the hell's going on. I'm sorry. And the price is $45, folks. Um, all right. So let's see what the hell's going on. This past um, I'm sorry. Let me get this Um. Okay, so um, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Um, yeah, 
we we back. All right, so let me find out how you can. Yeah, this is yeah, it's forty five dollars, folks. So that's pretty much what that is. And I'm going to do. Let me see. Let me see. Let me do uh, some other stuff. Uh, um. All right, I'm trying to look for some more fun stuff for you folks to do. Um. Okay, so we have this is what we have here, man. Um, yeah, it's a lot. Okay, okay, let's see. Okay, so celebrate Lodge Room's fifth anniversary with this outdoor block party headlined by D D Double I V and and Alex Cameron with additional sets by Cowgirl Clue, um, EXUM, The Runs, and DJ Jeremy Soul, which takes place November 5th, which is a Saturday. Let's get into it. Avenue 56 Block Party. Um, so Lodge Room um, is located at 104 North, North Avenue 56, Los Angeles, California, 90042, and the price is $50. And you can go to the website for more information, www.lodgerroomhlp.com slash shows slash D-double-I-V dash Alex dash Cameron. And if the time starts at 12 p.m. at the Lodge Room, um so okay so we get to okay uh all right so the rest um okay like i said before for people who's living in california um if you're looking for some fun activities to do for the three-day weekend every single event and places that's happening between the dates of november you can check out the website www.timeout.com slash Los Angeles slash things to do things to do in Los Angeles. That's www.timeout.com slash Los Angeles slash things to do things to do in Los Angeles. All right, so let's go to New York. Um, I did see some stuff on Instagram actually. Now this is this one right here is is important too actually for all you New Yorkers out there in five boroughs and Long Island, aka Strong Islanders. Um, so Friday, starting Friday, um, okay, so there is a revolution of hip hop, um, going on, and this is basically, um, talking about the 1986 to 1990 the Golden Era, and this is in honor of the hip hop history month and this and this takes place at the Bronx Terminal Market so starting Friday November 4th which is WBLS um DJ Chuck Chillout Saturday November 5th Bounce Master Duop and also on Saturday November and also Saturday November 12th Rock and Rob with Chuck City DJ Flawless and DJ Tony Crush. And Friday, November, Friday, November 18th, Dino Minds 
Dynamite Black is <laughs> is in the building on November the 18th, which is a Friday. And our very own favorite person that we grew up listening to, Video Music Box, who is a director, producer, um, DJ, and VJ, and host of Video Music Box and other events, is no other than Ralph McDaniels, a.k.a. Uncle Ralph McDaniels, um, will be there Saturday, November 19th. All right? Uh, so those are the people that's going to be there. And the tickets are $15 general admission. And you can go to um, the website uhhm.org to see website for discounts and specials. DJ events is from 4 to 7 p.m. All right? And... Um, and we have another event that's going on too in regards to the Bushwick Festival. Let's get into that one right there real quick. Um, let's see. We got a Bushwick um event that's going on. I'm gonna get into it though. Uh let's see. So the Bushwick Film Festival. Um, all right, so uh let's see. Let's see. All right, so um, our full program is listed below. Um, this is from the Bushwick Film Festival website. You can check that out. Um, all right, so here's what's going on here. So the BFF Metaverse Experience, um, it started from November the 1st, and, and it goes to November the 7th, which is at 1 p.m., um, yeah, one to one November first to this to November seventh. Audiences can beam into the metaverse each year. We partner with Low Key Giant to create an exotic virtual world filled with whimsical avatars and nearly endless NFT and digital media content. Be prepared to open your mind, set your mood dial to play, and get ready for the 15th annual Bushwick Film Festival Metaverse Experience. Low-key giant is a digital media outlet focused on NFT, crypto, creativity, culture, and community. Um, now, so, so from yeah, this this happened. Okay, so um, November first to the second, which is today, actually. So of course, you can join at join us at the 15th annual Bushwick Film Festival opening night reception. Presented by Spectrum, come celebrate in the spirit of independent cinema in Bushwick. Good people, good music, and good vibes. Complimentary specialty cocktails by Johnny Walker, the official spirit sponsor of the 15th BFF. Limited tickets for the public are available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so also, also what's happening here is future narrative whispers of war when Khalil, a primary, um, school teacher in Berlin gets hold of war images from his Kurdish hometown of Scissor, 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 um, um, he believes to recognize his long last, long lost sister in the blurry material. Um, also what's going on here, this is crazy. And on the third, the third, which is tomorrow, Shorts block Dear Mama, short films that explore the 
ever complicated narratives that emerge from mother and child relationships. Um, yes. And also what's happening on Thursday is featured documentary, The Sun Rises in the East. The Sun Rises in the East chronicles the birth, rise, and legacy of the East, a pan-African pan cultural organization founded in 1969 by teens and young adults in Bedford-Stuyvesant, Brooklyn. Also happening on the third, hold on a second. Um, so the time for, for feature documentary, um, the sun rises in the east is from 5.30 p.m. to 6.45 p.m. And the other one I just read is, hold on a minute, is uh, it's from 1 p.m. to 2.45 p.m. The, the, the other one is short, Shorts Block Kindred Spirits, which is from 3.15 to 5 p.m. on November the 3rd. Also happening on November the 3rd, which starts from 7 p.m., no, excuse me, 7, 10 p.m. to 8.55 p.m., which is featured narrative August at 22. Cal, a floundering actress, must reevaluate her priorities when she discovers that her childhood soulmate Jacob has a serious girlfriend, Emily, feeling unfulfilled by disappointing auditions, pressure to succeed, whatever that means, and failed attempts to reconnect with Jacob. Cal seeks a new companion in M. As Cal gets swept up in her exciting new social life, she begins neglecting her best friend, Bobby, who is becoming increasingly concerned about her rapidly changing focus. As Bobby and Cal's friendship, this, this, this disintegrates, excuse me, disintegrates, um, so does Cal's sense of self. Meanwhile, her French, excuse me, her relationship with M develops in unexpected and incendiary ways. Uh, of course, short block killer thrillers uh, also starts at 9.05 p.m. to 10.45 p.m. Also happening on November 3rd. Short films that get your blood pumping. Another one is from, um, okay, so Friday, November 4th. 2022, 1 p.m. to 2.45 p.m. Um, short, shorts block coming of age, a collection of films about just trying to figure out figure it out. And and of course, another one on Friday, November 4th, is from 3.05 p.m. to 5 p.m. Shorts block crossing borders, short films that explore the possibilities of cross-cultural, emotional, physical, and metaphorical venturing uh no, also on the fourth of friday which is um featured documentary song of the cicada 5 25 to 7 p.m is the start time and end time a decade in the making this documentary chronicles the, the musings and lifestyle of an eccentric mortician with an attraction to the forbidden living in the coastal town of galveston texas uh also happening on Friday, featuring narrative um, um, Sidondo Al So um, I Son and Daughter. So the in the Bol Bol Bolivian um, T 
Titicaca Lake. Oh, man. 10-year-old Lucia faces a range of new conflicting emotions when her father leaves for the capital of La Paz. Also happen on, happening on Friday is from 9.25 to 11.30 p.m. Let me see if I read that one. Also, 7.25 to 9 p.m. is the feature narrative. Feature narrative out of breath of a normal day for out of work after Gene Michael turns upside down when a conf confrontation with a racist police officer leaves the cop dead and Gene Michael is on the run. Uh, yes, so, so that's 9.25 to 11.30 p.m. Saturday, November the 5th, Industry Brunch, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Don't miss the special opportunity to network with industry professionals and BFF filmmakers. Enjoy a happy hour of good craft beer by Circa Brewing um, Corporation um, and specialty cocktails by Johnny Walker. This event is by invitation only. Also on Saturday, short block Dangerous Encounters, a short film block that considers the possibilities of this cold when they answer our stories, sinister or otherwise. In, the, in November 5th, feature narrative, unidentified, unidentified objects. Peter is a misanthropic dwarf hiding from the world in his shabby New York City apartment but an unexpected visit from his upbeat and possibly unhinged neighbor, Winona forces him out of his shell and onto an impromptu road trip. Oh gosh. Um, so also happening on Saturday is short block, You Won't Break My Soul. This short block features a collection of films that spotlights hope and perseverance. Preserve preservance um, of the soul of black queer and trans folks and yeah i apologize for the tongue-tied twister of the word so anyway also happening on saturday is short block modern love one modern love stories for a modern audience that's happening at 7 20 p.m to 9 15 p.m also happening on saturday is short block Modern Love 2, Modern Love Stories for a Modern Audience, which is which starts 9.30 p.m. to 11.15 p.m. Sundays, um, November 6th, screenplay reading. Join us for live readings of work in progress screenplays, along with a cast of actors in this exclusive peek at up and coming projects. And also happening on the 6th of November is featured documentary, Forget Me Not, inclusion in the classroom. Forget Me Not immediately documents a family's fight to have their son with Down syndrome included in the country's most segregated school system, the New York City public school system. Um, also happening on Sunday is featured documentary, The Smell of Money, when a corporate hog farm moves in uninvited on land her grandfather had purchased after claiming his freedom freedom from slavery lc herring decides to fight back oh boy <sighs> okay also happening on 
on Sunday is featured narrative of pity. A disgraced politician takes a vow of silence after a public scandal abruptly ends his campaign and his marriage. Damn. And also happening on Sunday, of course, it's um, that starts 7.40 to 9.30 p.m. feature narrative, do not hesitate. After the sudden disappearance of the superior of their superior, three young soldiers are left to guard a military vehicle by themselves. And yes, um, the other one, a pity, of course, um, starts 5.25 p.m. to 7.25 p.m. Also, what's going on on Sunday is short block sci-fi, short films that are out of this world and time. Starts at 9.45 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. And, of course, Monday, November the 7th, um, 15th Annual Bushwick Film Festival Awards Night. Of course, it starts from, it starts at 7 p.m., yeah, November 7th to the 8th of November. It starts at 7 p.m. Join us at the 15th Annual Bushwick Film Festival opening night reception presented by Spectrum. Come celebrate film, culture, and the spirit of independent cinema in Bushwick. Good people, good music, and good vibes. Complimentary specialty cocktails by Johnny Walker. The official sp- spirit sponsor of the 15th BFF. Limited tickets for the public are available. Yes, so you could actually um, you actually check out their website, which is www.bushwickfilmfestival.com. That's www.bushwickfilmfestival.com. All right, now we go to some more stuff to do for the weekend. And, of course, there's like eight things to do for the three-day weekend, so let's get to it. All right, so... So Friday, November 4th, Swap Shop Pass have too many clothes or want new clothes sustainably. Come, come to Swap Shop Pass in Harlem this weekend. Check-in tickets are free and allow clothing donations. Looking through the racks is free. And checkout tickets are only required for taking clothes home. Swap and take amounts don't. Swap and take amounts don't have to be equal. The limit to take is 10 items. Checkout tickets can be purchased here for $12.24. The swap is happening from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And the location is 1795 Lexington Avenue, Manhattan, New York. Also happening on Friday is Boy Park Screening and Party. Keep the spooky season party going this weekend. The cast of the new queer horror short film based on the novel Boy Parts are hosting a screening and after party. The after party features live performances, which will be announced soon, and a dance party. The event begins at 9.30 p.m. and ends in, and it ends late in the night. Tickets start at $12.24 and can be purchased on eventbrite.com, located at 1114 DeKalb Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. Saturday, November 5th, um, FAD Market at Empire Stores. The ever-shifting FAD Market is now in Brooklyn. With this pop-up feature, over 30 distinct 
local vendors and artisans showing products you can't get anywhere else. A wide range of products um, includes clothing, handcraft, skin, skincare, delicately made jewelry, food, tableware, and more. The market encourages patrons to explore the Dumbo area after shopping. The pop-up shop is open from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. and it's free to get into. And the location is 53-83 Water Street, Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> Water Street. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man. And another, another event that's happening on Saturday is a miracle in the making art fair. Come support local artists and buy some unique pieces for your home and collections. Mixed media digital composite artist John Dowling is hosting and unveiling his new collection, American Graffiti. He will be joined by uh, underwater uh, photographer Alex M. Wolf, celebrity photographer Kimberly Butler, and painters Julie O'Brien and Maya Frank. Art sold at the show is up to 50% off the full price. The event will be open to the public from 12.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. And location is 1535 Broadway, Manhattan, New York. Um, so yeah. Naming the ghost. <laughs> literally, literally reading by Emily Emily um Hockaday. New York inspires art everywhere. Come listen to Emily Hockaday read poetry excerpts from her book, Naming the Ghost. The poems, the poems focus on areas in Queens after a ghost begins haunting her and her mother. Hockaway will be joined by um, 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 Kamer writer and Bronx native um, So Contrary Esvay for a conversation. Um, there will be, there will also be an audience-led Q and A portion. The reading is free and will take place from 3 p.m. to 4:30 p.m. and it's located on Main Street in Flushing, Queens, New York. All right, folks. Um, and finally, Sunday, November 6, paint this, paint the sky performance at. Um, main drag music, New York based experimental art rock trio Paint the Sky will be performing on Sunday with a special show. Meg Dyer, Josh um, Characters, and Raynard Loki will perform an improvisational sonic reading of Bell Hooks' seminal 1984 text Love as the Practice of Freedom in five parts. The Warden Tears. Assemble will play a set afterwards. Doors will be open at 3 p.m. and there is a suggested donation of $10 to attend. You can you can reserve your spot on the main drag music Facebook page. And of course, the location is 50 South First Street in Brooklyn, New York. Intuitive collage. Come take a break and collage. Guided by Laura Temple, the experience allows people to connect through a few hours of relaxation, self-expression, and art. Sounds pretty good. 
magazines, papers, papers, scissors, and glue will be provided. But attendees can bring outside materials. The entry is free. But donations of $10 are appreciated and can be given here. Now, for those of you who may not know, this is the website I'm using, which is www.amny.com slash entertainment slash things to do. AMNY Weekender from November the 4th to November the 6th. All right. Um, yes. Yes. Um, let me see. Yes, collaging takes place from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. And the location is 61 Greenpoint Avenue, Brooklyn, New York. Classic weekend at Hester Street Fair. Hester Street Fair is closing this weekend. Sunday features DJ Wyatt Owens, paper mache pumpkin painting, a life-size coloring book tent, and over 50 vendors. Unique vendors include vegan soaps from Ash and Lee Soaps, Building your own uh, ethically sourced jewelry with um, Riva, New York. Um, vintage from Arcane, Vintage, and many more. There will be no shortage of lunch and snacks with their many food vendors. The fair will be open from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Located at 89 South Street in Manhattan, New York. So that's all the locations on fun things to do on the on the three-day weekend i do this every wednesday so so yeah there you have it right there man there you have it um all right so that's gonna do it for this episode right here you like to make a charitable donation to my cash app so you can support this show right here which reached over 200 episodes which now we are up to 203 right now, including this one being recorded. Uh, the cash app is dollar sign G Money Stacks 55. That's dollar sign capital G, lowercase M O N E Y, capital S, lowercase T A C K Z 555. It's not about having a lot of money from a rich family, it's all about doing the best you can or whatever amount of money you decide to do that you are comfortable with and desire will be appreciated. And now we're going to go to um, a little thing that I like to call stream choices on the go, man. That's where I actually inform you where you can actually listen to um, the episodes of this podcast right here. Um, this New York podcast right here on every streaming platform. So here we go. You know what to do, folks, man. Um, you like what you heard. Based on the topics that are serious and funny and all that other stuff, all you need to do is go ahead and follow Off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast on Facebook and Instagram with the same username. Alongside with my other two shows on the gram, which is Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks podcast. Also, uh, Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast, the review show, um, will be there as well as myself. You can follow your homie, your homie right here, G Money Stacks, um, um, on the gram 
My primary handle is G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Um, don't forget to turn your notifications on when each episode is going to be dropping. Um, episode 203 will be dropped on Friday. All right. Um, also, also, um, also, you can leave a voice message uh, for me. And if you have any questions, you can DM it to me at GMoneyStacks555. And also, um, you can go to the link in bio where it says linktree slash GMoneyStacks555. That's where you can see all the audio streaming platforms that's already there. I'm going to get to it right now, actually. So, um, so basically, you can leave a voice message on anchor.fm slash gmoneystacks555 on there. Um, of course, you can, of course, you can, of course, you can actually, um, of course, you could actually um, send me some questions and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, all right. So let me just get to this right now. Um, where you can actually listen and stream and watch the podcast episodes you asked, I got you. Now, starting with Anchor FM, Audacity, Audible, Audioburst, Amazon Music, Breaker, Castbox FM, Deezer, Listen Notes, Moon FM Podcast, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podopolo, Podorama, Podcast Index, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Podverse, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating on Podchaser, Podfriend, and alongside with um alongside with um Apple Podcasts and alongside with Spotify. You can leave a five-star rating on Spotify as well. And give me one second. All right. Um, okay. Had to pick up the tablet, which you probably heard dropped. But anyway, man, also, you can listen to Off the Meat Rat Chain's New York podcast episodes on Radio Public and alongside with um, iHeartRadio, the number one app for music, radio, and podcast. And you don't need a credit card or debit card to actually um, to actually download the app, all right? These apps, these apps that I just mentioned, you can download it onto your iPhones, your Android phones your iPads and your um, Android tablets as well. So that way you can get an idea on where you can see and hear these episodes. And by the way, you can also follow my other shows that's also on iHeartRadio, um, which is Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks podcast, the sports edition show. And of course you can follow my other show, which is which has 94 episodes so far. Um, which is meticulous survive juice podcast review show. And I just and um episode 37 will be dropped tomorrow for excellent fun vibrant talks podcast, the review um not the review show, but um the sports show. Um, you know what I'm saying? And and of course, and of course, don't forget. 
to make sure to grab that subscribe button for me on the YouTube channel page of G Money Stacks 555. Make sure you click on that noni noni bell so you can be reminded when the show goes in the air via live stream alongside um, with the time of the recording. Leave a like and a comment along with the episodes and topics. Um, more video content, upcoming episodes, previous and latest episodes. And of course, don't forget to download these episodes, share the episodes, share the videos. Be sure to um, listen, stream, and watch these episodes as you catch up. Uh, Make sure you basically tell a friend to another friend, spread the word. Word Word of mouth is important. And of course, and of course, you can share the podcast along with the link that says Linktree slash GMoneyStacks555 with your husbands, wives, boyfriends, girlfriends, your friends, the people you cool with from work and all that grace and everybody else on there. Um, yeah, that's gonna do that's gonna do it for me. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you very much for tuning in and hanging out with me on the 203rd episode titled Hungerectomy. Um, which is a Snickers reference, which is a reference for Snickers candy bar, man. You know what I'm saying? That's why I had to uh, fill you in on the Snickerdoodle. Well, the Snickerdoodle is pretty good too, man. You know what I mean? Yes, you can make a Snickerdoodle. Yes, I just did that one a couple minutes ago. So, um, so that way, get an idea on how to make a a Snicker Snickerdoodle Snickers Snickerdoodle. Um, you know, cooking with this with the Snicker um, candy bar bites. All right, so don't forget to don't forget that the grind doesn't stop. If you want something, hard pay, you got to work hard and earn it. New York wasn't built in a day, and on top of that, follow your goals and dreams. And, you know, find something that makes you happy mentally, physically, and spiritually that's actually therapeutic. And for the most part, the most important thing is to find your voice. Be confident in what you do. Even if you even if you stumble on a few words or, or um, a person's name or whatever case scenario may be, you, you, you don't have to worry about being you don't you don't have to worry about being shamed or you know and um ridiculed and condemned and um belittled by all means because first of all sometimes you're not gonna always get everything right you're not gonna always get everything right because you're human and that's a fact right there um and i know for a fact that i'm not gonna always get everything right all the time though because i'm human i'm not a robot (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I just want to put it out there, though. And I am going to address something on episode 38 on Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks podcast, the sports edition show. So stay tuned for that. Um, and and the most important thing here is to actually, you know, be on your P's and Q's. Also, look for something that gets you into your zone as far as inspiration and motivation. 
and alongside with Tunnel Vision. All right. I'm out of here. I'm off this shit. Thank you very much for listening and hanging out with me. I'll be back next time in the next episode where I actually talk about what went down with Quake with um Takeoff and the and the passing of Takeoff and uh, and other information that just came out and stuff and along with other topics in the next episode. So stay tuned for that one right there. And I'm gonna be out of here, man. Peace and one love. And I hope y'all have a good night, folks. Be careful. Take care. Take care of one another. And and yeah. Have a good night, folks. Listen, folks, if you like what you heard, I need your help on a couple things. If you like to support Off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast, you can show some love by following the show on Facebook and Instagram with the same name at Off the Meat Rat Chains NY podcast, O-F-F-T-H-E-M-E-A-T-R-A-C-K-C-H-A-I-N-Z. N-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Alongside with my primary Instagram handle, GMoneyStacks555 in Queens, New York. And go to the YouTube channel, GMoneyStacks555. Be sure to click the subscribe button. Grab the notification bell so you can be reminded on when the show goes in the air live via live stream. More video content, upcoming episodes, Previous episodes that will automatically be posted after the recordings. Like, comment on the episodes with the topics, share the videos, download your favorite episodes, rate, spread the word to a friend, to other individuals. Please be sure to share the podcast with audio streaming choices to your friends. The audio streaming services include Anchor, Audio Burst, Breaker, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podcast Attic, Podorama, Podchaser, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. I'm G Money Stacks, and thank you, listeners and watchers, for tuning into the podcast. One love.